back to Consider Yourself Hugged, a place for women. I'm Tammy. And I'm Michelle. And we're so glad you joined us again, those of you that are hanging in there with us. And today is part three three of just us together um, talking about spirituality and women. And I have to make fun of Michelle for a minute because we do. We decided, we told you early on, I think, that we were not super organized at this point, but we just wanted to do something. I mean, rather than keep putting it off. And so we were saying we weren't super organized and we weren't sure how we were going to open. And I said, well, how do you, what do, what do we begin with in spirituality? And she goes, well, what does spirituality mean to you? And I said, well, let's do that. She goes, okay, hang on, let me look it up. So <laughs> I had to have like an exact definition as well to work from, yeah. We yeah. talked about that before. I think you said in one of the episodes that you wanted, you an felt outline. much more comfortable with an outline. Yeah. So yeah. let's start with that. What did you come up with for definition-wise? It's like what the is- first definition is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. So what do you think about that definition? Because there's a couple of different ones depending on where you're looking. So that makes me go to, well, what is the spirit? What is the soul? We've been watching Vikings. Have you seen that? I haven't. Is that on? It Well, it was on. It's been over for a long time. We've actually seen it once. But with the kids at home, you know, my grown kids, there are limited shows that you can really watch together with your grown children. We've talked about this. To avoid awkwardness. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also don't just want to watch Frozen because they're grown. Um, But Vikings was on the History Channel, so it has the occasional little awkward moments, but it's not anything crazy. But, you know, their definition of the, whoops, the spirit or their soul would be different as ours, as Christians. That's a good point. It really does depend on your background and your cultural view as to what it means to you. So what will... So Merriam-Webster, that definition is something that is something that in ecclesiastical law belongs to the church or to a cleric. And then another definition, sensitivity or attachment to religious values, the quality or state of being spiritual. Hmm. So probably a little more traditional of what I would have kind of thought when we were originally talking about spirituality. But it's, like you said, very tied to culture and upbringing, I think, what, what you see or what you think of when you hear that word. Yeah. I mean, even in my own household, we have different ideas of what it means to be spiritual and we're both really excited too because we have a guest that you'll hear you know a few weeks from now to talk a little bit more about that issue too but um just thinking through like even so much we've talked about has been during the the pandemic and going back to our first episode where we talked about my sister Mm -hmm. and um, listen to that if you haven't you know she went through the scam during this pandemic and for her part of her struggle was you know she had prayed about this and she felt like she was, she was receiving a blessing. And that's where I think it's tough for women when, well, for men too, but we're, we're here to talk to you, you know, as women. Whatever your belief is, you, you pray or you, you go to church or you, uh, you, you devote time to reading the Bible and then life doesn't always work out the way you hope it would. Yes, and sometimes like, like discernment can be confused with trust in God when you think you're hearing one thing and you think that, um, like with your sister, you, you think that your prayer is being answered, but then it doesn't quite turn out the way you want. You know, that can be a big blow. I mean, instead of thinking, well, I, maybe 
it was just in the discernment, you know, it's, it can really turn into a trust issue, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in just a bit. Well, do you, do you feel like during the past nine months or however long it's been that your spiritual life, so, okay, so again, in clarification, Michelle and I are both coming from a, a Christian perspective. Right. Um, so that's, that's, that's all we, we're not doing a study of religions and our, our background is a Christian perspective. So that's where we're coming from. Do you feel like your spiritual life has grown or waned or? I think it's been up and down like over the past. More up and down than it would have been prior to or up and down because of the pandemic or because you have a lot going on. I mean, you have your job, you're working, you know, your psychiatric nurse practitioner job that you have. You've started your new counseling business. You're doing this with me. Your husband's working at home. Your grown son is home. So I think it's it's been more up and down because of the change. Because what it looks like to... Um, so we've shifted from attending church to now I'm watching church online. And so it's been up and down, I think, due to the change. And so I think that, um, and I wouldn't necessarily say in a bad way. I think there's been other times in my life where I have struggled more with that. I do think that um, the many people I've heard talk about, you know, feeling like slowing down. So you were saying other people you've talked to? That we're saying that, this time has really allowed them to slow down. Oh, right. And slow refocus down. some things. And I think that, like, I haven't experienced that in my life. But it hasn't been slower mm-hmm. um, since all of that. But there has been a change in, like, how I worship. And, like, a, a, some shift in the time that I spend with God in terms of time of the day. I mean, it's just been a change. And obviously, as you can tell from me wanting to look up a definition before the <laughs> <laughs> beginning of this um podcast started like I am pretty like regimented a lot of the time I know I know and that's when you said you were going to make fun of me for a minute I'm like I'm like just a minute you're only going to make fun of me a minute today but yeah we'll try to a lot time each session to make fun of I mean you can make fun of me too I'm all right with it we're such a good match though because I am like so like all over the place even when I get here I'm like dropping my stuff and talking about a million things and Michelle is a little bit more structured and so I think it's a good it's a good mix it's a good sure. blend it's worked for us for over 20 years so. it's a good, that's right um you know and I'll be honest though about like my spirituality during this time has definitely um it's waned some it's just not as great and I think part of that when you when we talk about all the changes during the pandemic, because if if you don't know this already, you meaning you listening, not you, Michelle, but you know just like Michelle, like my husband is home um, full time now. He was laid off, and my three grown children are home because of COVID related furloughs and different things. Um, actually, one of my sons has has moved back out, but I used to walk by myself every single morning. And that was my prayer time. That was I have the the U version Bible, and so I would listen and pray, and that was my time. And now I walk with my daughter and both of our dogs, which is wonderful. But I haven't carved out it's a change time for God. Mm-hmm. It's a change in another part of my day. And then then comes the guilt 
and then comes the pulling back and not praying the way that I would have been. I mean, it just, it just changes everything. And I was, I was, I sent Michelle something I wrote when I was back in school and I'm just going to kind of overview it and then we can chat a little bit and then Michelle has something she wants to talk about. But I wrote a couple of papers about spirituality and women and the first thing that I looked at was how religion and spirituality, religion, I don't know, what else would you want to call it, helps. Um, so the, the book, and I'll put a link in the show notes, the book was called, is one of the books, Is Religion Good for Your Health? The Effects of Religion on Physical and Mental Health. And three mechanisms that were proposed in this book about how religion and spirituality can improve your mental health three things. One was um, through beliefs and attitudes that encourage hope and a feeling of some control over one's future. The second is through greater social support and encouragement of interaction with other people, which would be church, which we're not getting as much right now. And the third one is by stressing a focus on other people and a higher power, resulting in a healthy, balanced love of God, self, and others. And I think that can be translated into all sorts of things with spirituality but it's it's the feeling of hope getting the social support and looking at something higher than yourself and i think that during this time we've all had to give up the control piece i mean like <laughs> that's right i think we i mean we know god's in control but at the same time like there have just been times we had no idea what even the next month was going to look like so i don't i think that it's been a shift in that kind of to Whatever it's going to look like, it's going to be okay. God's got this. Um, Do you think that women overall, and we, by the way, when we're talking about this, we have no research-based, you know, anything really to say about this. But just, just talking, do you think that women overall have turned toward, more toward that because of having the loss of control, turn more toward God and spirituality more so? Because like I just said, I backed away. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But there is that whole not having that support and interaction with other people. I could be going to church, but I'm not because I'm still a little bit concerned about the big groups. So I'm just, I'm not there. And are you doing the same? Yes, and it's it's just not the same watching it online. I mean, it's, no. it's something, but it's not the same. Well, let's move on. So let it's fair to say that relying on God rather than yourself and the interactions with your other people of common belief is so important, and that's so helpful. But then we've also seen, especially for women, the part of religion that can hurt. So the second part of the paper that, that I wrote was also in the same book, the, Is Religion Good for You? And um, Harold um, Koenig, I think you pronounce it, he talked about three mechanisms when it can hurt. Number one is the surrender of your agency, which means you give over. And sometimes that can be a negative thing. If You you talked about a couple of weeks ago not letting other people tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. It was about the vaccine. Yes. Read for yourself. Be informed. And I feel that way strongly about the Bible. Like if we don't know what your particular religious practice, if, you, if we don't know what the the documents say about it and we let other people tell us and we turn over complete control to the preacher that can be a negative thing that's one is surrender of your agency number two is obsessive thinking over sin and guilt oh my gosh 
I guess we shame. I mean, women. We just <gasps> we grab onto shame anyway. Yeah. I, I can't tell you with you know speaking all over the world how many times I've had women come up and talk about the shame that they have over they still have anxiety and they must not be turning themselves over enough to God, or they're taking medication. Um, which you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to the episode on the mind, I am currently taking medication. It was a choice I thought would help me very much. Just, so obsessive thinking over sin and guilt. I'm a horrible person. I've done horrible things. And other people will tell people, like within the church, that they shouldn't be on medicine. I, I know that happens. They'll confirm that you're a bad person. You don't have enough faith. And that, that's certainly not everyone, but it does happen. And the third one was sacrifice of your intellect, <laughs> meaning um, do as you're told. Do as you're told. Yeah. You're just a woman and you need to just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Those are three things that can really hurt. And you, you told me right before we started something you reminded me of that we talked about before about this, didn't you? About the whole how things have changed with women and Jesus and so, yes I was very fortunate to get to do a study called Jesus and Women through my church back and now it's been picked up by Lifeway it's by Christy McClelland and um, so we'll post a link yes and okay. it's a an amazing study and the study is really focused on like how obviously um, there's biblical perspective there's also like through the years interpretation and like what Christy does that's amazing is she looks at like the scripture she looks at what was going on culturally at the time and she looks at like how it would have been interpreted at that time to really get the true meaning behind and what was going on mm-hmm. and um, I can remember in the, the study her giving the example of like you know if you say oh I have a flat depending on whether you're here or in England I mean, that could be interpreted very differently okay. because... I just now, when you said that, I'm like, are we talking about a tire? Right, And right. then when you said England, an apartment. Yes, and so like how something is interpreted does mm. depend on the culture of the time. And so she took that and she looked at like how um, views on women and like how pro-women Jesus was. And like at the end of the study, it's like you come out with such... Um, a feeling of being loved by Jesus. Like when you see like how Jesus really did relate to women mm-hmm. versus um, how sometimes culturally it's been interpreted. I mean, it's just a, a, a huge difference. And you look at kind of the, some of the roles that women played in the Old Testament and then kind of yes. how things start out for women in Business the, owners. Yes, and in, the, in the New Testament. I mean, it's, it's, it's an excellent study. I would definitely recommend it. It's called Jesus and Women by Christy McClellan. But again, culture plays a part in different people's roles. No, it does, but sometimes when people talk about the Bible being anything about it being cultural, then sometimes the response you'll get is, well, the Bible's the Bible, and you can't change the context. It's the same now as it was then. But the fact is, you know, it was written during a particular time period in a particular place, in a particular culture, and, and we do interpret the Bible. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. interprets through, the Bible. Through their own experience. Right. Right. Yeah. So what, what do we think, what can we help before we get to the, to the part where we interview our, 
our guests where we go a little bit deeper on spirituality. Um, well, I'll start. I think when I think about how spirituality can help, the biggest thing that I always like recommend is what I've already said first is read. I mean, read the Bible. I've, I've had friends tell me, um, well, I'm not a big reader or I don't really have time. And I'm not judging. It's not that. I'm just saying that it's what we profess to live by, like live and die by mm-hmm. and have eternity by. So maybe it's something we should invest some time in. You know? Absolutely. So do that and and do some interpretation. Because remember, so one of the things that, that, he, that book uh, suggested that could hurt was turning over your mm-hmm. intellect. I don't think that... Faith means we have to be uninformed or dumb. Is that a bad thing to say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Read and interpret and decide what you believe and devote time to prayer, even though I'm saying that to myself right now because I can't believe that I've I had my prayer time and just because something else changed that, then I didn't carve out other prayer time I'm just embarrassed to say it but that's the way it's been that's what happens that's what I mean it's happened for a lot of people the change in schedule it's just difficult to get back into that rhythm or yeah pattern. well I'm definitely going to do better um when and what would you recommend for sp- spiritual development especially during times of a pandemic when we're not in church um anything else I think what you had said about carving out the time and doing things that you feel like are, I know that positive is the right word, but feeling for you, and that looks different for everybody. Um, There are lots of online studies. There would be, I know Jesus and Women's Online, but there are, are lots of different studies that people can do right now, but... You know, too, I think that it's um, those those ways that religion could help, which some of them are not, they're not as, like we're not in, a lot of us are not in church in person, or we're just not with groups of people developing that spirituality right now. We're just not in those groups. And then the whole, so, but trying to participate online, like I need to, to do better online and even putting comments in the comment field is better than it's it could be like I'm there at least more than what I'm doing now but then the part about focusing on something a higher power and something other than yourself people I think have been doing that like trying to help throughout the pandemic and I was for a while but just as I'm talking now again just being honest I want to do better at that like reaching out to people helping people we have a neighborhood Facebook group um, that I've sort of not been involved in as much, but we help one another. And so I want to do better at reaching out and helping people too. You probably already do. Well, I think that like one of the things you um, had said, it brought up something while you were talking. I think that like, we've got to pay attention to in society right now the fact that there's a lot of difficult things going on and trust can be affected mm. by that and kind of thinking back to different times in my life, like I, I shared with you before, like my mother passed away suddenly. Um, it was 
not something that mm-hmm. my family had expected. It's something that kind of like we prayed for a different outcome when it did happen. It happened over a couple of days. And that, I mean, I have to, to admit that that really did affect my trust, my relationship with God for probably a year after that. And so when I think back about that and kind of that journey through that, and I think about like all the different things, and I, you know, in the last nine months so far, I haven't had anything like that in the last nine months, but a lot of people have. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that have happened that can change your view, your outlook, your trust. And I think that, you know, reaching out to people to see how they're doing or, you know, if I think that we're so isolated that it's harder to check on your friends or you know, keep an eye out for people yeah. because we're just not as able to see each other like we were. And we do we forget about each other more when it's out of sight, out of mind, or just? I think everybody's just retreated to their own. Like yeah. families are home, a lot of family. That I means so you can just kind of retreat to your own household and maybe just don't get as connected. And I still every other week go out to work, so I still see. Um, co-workers and so forth every other week but um well yeah I think the theme is just remembering that there are other people out there besides us and if we can continue to trust carve out time for our spiritual development focus on hope and positivity and being there for other women and other people but trying to really be there for each other that's probably key and then we'll see when we talk to our guest. Who will be wonderful. Who will be wonderful. Little tease there. Okay, well, thanks for joining us again today. Um, make sure to go to the show notes. We'll have a link to the book Michelle talked about and the book that I talked about and anything else we can think of. In the meantime, um, be sure to join our private Facebook page, The Stress Club, which is in the show notes. It really helps us so much if you subscribe and download and comment and like the episode wherever you listen, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is. Um, Do that for us to help grow our community of women. So next time we will finish the last of our original four-part series. We'll talk about relationships. And then from there we'll have some other interesting things coming up. So thanks for joining us. Hugs to everybody, and until we see you next time, consider yourself hugged. hugged.